In this episode of History Revisited, we look at one of the curiosities of historical documents, or primary sources as they're called. When historians look at primary source documents, it's not always apparent what the questions that they must ask about those documents are. It's only when thinking about them and analyzing them very closely that sometimes the best questions arise. In this episode, we're going to look at a recording that was purportedly taken when the presidential motorcade containing John F. Kennedy, Jacqueline Kennedy, and John Conley and his wife turned from Houston Street onto Elm Street, where the assassination took place on November 22, 1963. This recording is not new. I believe it is running as a loop in the Sixth Floor Museum exhibit in Dallas, Texas. It apparently was taken or recorded by a newsman. And again, it purports to be a running commentary on the motorcade just as it turns onto Elm Street. And within a matter of a couple of seconds, the shooting sequence began. Let's listen to this recording and we'll analyze it on the other side. The president's car is now turning onto Elm Street and it will be only a matter of minutes before he arrives at the trademark. I was on Simmons Freeway earlier and even the freeway was jam-packed with spectators waiting their chance to see the president as he made his way toward the trademark. It appears as though something has happened in the motorcade route. Something, I repeat, has happened in the motorcade route. There's numerous people running up the hill alongside Elm Street, there by the Stimmons Freeway. Several police officers are rushing up the hill at this time. Stand by just a moment, please. Something has happened in the motorcade route. Stand by, please. Parkland Hospital, there has been a shooting. Parkland Hospital has been advised to stand by for a severe gunshot wound. I repeat, a shooting in the motorcade in the downtown area. Parkland Hospital has been advised to stand by for a severe gunshot wound. The president's car is now going past me. The limousine is now traveling at a very high rate of speed. Secret Service men standing up in the limousine. They are armed with submachine guns. It appears as though someone in the limousine might have been hit by the gunfire. Now there's two parts to this recording that are particularly interesting. The first part is where the commentator says that the presidential limousine is turning onto Elm Street. As I said, within seconds, perhaps five seconds at the most, the first shot rang out. After the first shot, there was up to five seconds before the second shot, and we know there was five seconds between the second and the third shot, which was the fatal shot. All of this took place on a very short stretch of Elm Street once the car had turned on there to Elm from Houston. So the question is, there are actually two questions. If this recording was made at the time, then the commentator just about had to be in Dealey Plaza because there was no way he could see the motorcade turning on to Elm Street from Houston unless he himself was in Dealey Plaza, which is a compact area. And it's an area that is surrounded by buildings on two sides. And it would have been impossible for the individual to see this unless the individual was very close to the scene. 
And if that was the case, then the shots should have been audible in the recording. And as you could hear from the recording, there were absolutely no shots audible from the recording. So what is going on? And then, of course, the commentator says at the end, something has happened in the motorcade. And the question here is, why does this happen so many seconds after the car has already turned onto Elm Street if the commentator is watching what's going on? First, where was this broadcaster standing? Near the end of the recording, he indicates that the motorcade is speeding by his position with one or more individuals in the presidential vehicle injured. And of course, the speed of the car would definitely indicate a problem. But he initially states something has happened in the motorcade at least 20 seconds before the motorcade could be seen approaching his position on Stemmons Freeway. How then could he see the presidential vehicle turning onto Elm? This scene was not visible from Stemmons Freeway itself. Secondly, he implies that he is not on Stemmons because he states early on in the recording that he was on Stemmons earlier in the day. Presumably not now. But he had to be on Stemmons if he saw the presidential vehicle passing him by, which he said he did. This raises the question as to whether the recording was a recreation after the fact. It could be that uh, newsmen wanted to do documentaries and they wanted to dramatize the documentary, which with what they perhaps thought was an innocent recreation. And indeed, that might be the case. But the question needs to be answered because the recording is used as a, an example of what really happened while the assassination was taking place. And it is indeed ironic because there has been a running controversy about certain police audio recordings in Dealey Plaza, which were supposed to capture the shots, but which are very hard to hear. And if there's so much attention to these police tapes, which have now been dismissed as evidence by most of the experts, why is there no questioning or attention devoted to this particular recording, which purports to be right on the scene and would have had to capture the shots if it was actually being filmed at the time it purports to be filmed? So as with all historical documents, we have a question here. The question has still not been answered, but it would be highly useful to get an answer to the question. I have an update on some information about this recording that I found just after completing the audio recording, and now I'm updating it. It turns out that that recording was made by a newsman named Sam Pate, who worked for KBOX Radio, and he was stationed in Dealey Plaza on November 22nd, but he did not make any recordings at the time of the assassination. He was there at a different time. After the assassination, several days later, or perhaps even a week later, it's not quite clear, he made a recreation of the recording with the famous words, something has happened in the motorcade. And in the recreation, he stated that he was standing in Stemmons Freeway, which, as we've seen, creates all kinds of problems. So my inference turned out to be correct. 
that it was a recreation as part of a desire to document the event and to memorialize the fact that reporters like Sam Pate were on the scene on November 22nd, 1963, but the recording is a restaging. And this came to light in November 2005 when Sam Pate was interviewed by the Sixth Floor Museum. So this is a test case of the fact that inferences can be very valuable. They have to be confirmed, but they help lead us to the truth many times. If you like these podcasts, especially the ones devoted to the JFK assassination and the questions surrounding Lee Harvey Oswald, you might want to go to Amazon.com and look at my new ebook entry there, Oswald's Motives. Once again, thanks for listening.